Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to my very first episode of my podcast. And thank you to my guest, Richard Yee. Woohoo! Insert hey, applause um, for basically doing me a favor and filming for free. Although I, I will offer you some filming? Bubble, or sorry, recording. <laughs> I've been saying that a lot. But um, I'll offer you some bubble tea if this goes over well. If it doesn't, then. Sure. Okay, I'm a little nervous too, Cindy, so just ask the questions and I'll try my best. Alright, so this first episode, um, or I should say, every episode that I have will be centered around a cliche and I will dive into whether or not we think it holds truth um, with respects to our personal lives, our career, our education, and this week with Richard, which cliche did you want to dive into? Well, I picked behind every great man, there is a great woman. Ooh. And why did you pick this one? Well, I was thinking about my own life, right? And I'm actually married, and I have a good For wife. For how many years? Um, this year, I think it'll be 13 years. It's pretty long, so. Um, yeah, I was thinking of my own, own life, and uh, my wife is, is pretty good. She has a good head on her shoulders, someone I can, you know, that helps me through um, making some decisions that I cannot make myself. Such as? Um, well, everyone has, you know, everyone has things that you have to deal with, and you always want someone else's opinion, and someone that you kind of trust and that someone that would make a good decision, not just based off of feelings or whatever. So with my wife, Ada, um, she's a very smart woman, and I feel like I can go to her, even though I might not always agree with what she tells me, but at least I can kind of get a different viewpoint. And she, she always plays the devil's advocate. Like, even, she, it seems like she does it on purpose just to Is that ever annoying, though? It, it is annoying. And sometimes she may be right. And she just tells me, oh, I just do it because, you know, just to give the other side of things. But sometimes you want someone to kind of listen and kind of agree with you, right? But she always plays the devil's advocate and goes against me. And, but I appreciate that when looking back. It's good to have that challenge, too, rather than just a constant yes man. Right, right, yes. I'm agreeing like a yes man. <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been a, a moment or a decision that was so difficult that you just let her make it? And you're mm. like, I just can't deal with this right now. You have 100% of the control of the outcome. I usually do. I mean... She has, her, she has her own things that she has to deal with too, right? So, I mean, I always ask her for her opinion about certain things, like maybe how I run my practice at work or um, just how I do things or uh, relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. And she'll lay it out to me. And, I mean, I listen most of the time, right, because she has some good points. And so I think, but I think ultimately, you know, I make the decision. And that, I think that, that's how it should be. Yeah. And not, not for a guy but, or a woman, whatever, but just personally, everyone should... For, for yeah. anyone, really. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's the healthy thing. Yes, <laughs> I yes. totally agree. 
Um, but let's bring it back to your practice because I think that you are your career, your profession, like a lot of people want, would want to know more about it. So you can speak more about what you do and how your wife kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say maybe contributed or supported you through your career. Okay. Um, I don't know if she supported through my career. <laughs> but, okay, so I'm just, a pharmacist, just, right? Just trying to, like, uh, I guess, keep it centered around the cliche. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, I, don't, I don't think of myself as a great man. But oh. I think, in general, um, going back to the cliche... Um, I think it doesn't... Do you know where the cliche came from? I kind of looked it up. Okay. So uh, the earliest record, record of it is some Canadian football player. He actually said it uh, when he won an a award or trophy. And he said uh, behind... Every, because someone said, oh, you're so great, and you won, like, most courageous football player or something something like that. And uh, he said, no, it's, you know, behind every great man there is a great woman. And... You know, I've tried to look for the origin before that, but mm-hmm. I couldn't really find anything. But there, there, some people are saying it's probably like some feminist movement kind of thing. Or it could be just referring to his mother. Yes, it could be referring. I'm not sure if it was referring to his mother or or wife or whatever. But like you said, it could be mother. And and quite often, you know, a lot of people, you know, like you see, you watch Oscars. That was last week, right? I did not. Oh, you didn't watch Oscars? Oh, okay. I'm not one of those. But you know when people, people win awards and things like that, they always go, I want to I wanna thank my mom. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, she's done a lot for me. She supported me. Or thank my wife, right? Or thank my dad, right? So mm-hmm. not necessarily it has to be a woman, right? But I think quite often a woman has a big impact on a man, right? And I think nowadays we can't really say this phrase as much because, you know, I guess women's liberation and all that. Like girls will get offended if you say behind every man because oh. the woman shouldn't be behind. Like, she should be next they, to. Why are they Robin and not Batman? <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything's so politically correct. So, but I mean, um, what was I saying? Yeah. So you asked me about my my own life. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yes. So, um, if regarding to to my wife, not my mom. It could be your mom. Okay. I'm just saying because you started. Oh, it's not my mom. <laughs> it's not my mother. But I'm sure, you know, my mom, you know, when I was a kid, she used to drive me to um, violin lessons and tennis lessons. And oh, yeah, that like definitely that. paid off. You're a tennis player now. And yeah, I play in Wimbledon. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I guess our parents have had a role in our lives. Um, my dad, not as much because he worked a lot. So my mom did. Um, but... Like, after I met Ada when I was going through pharmacy school, we dated for a while, like, eight years, and then... Uh, a while? Eight years? Eight years. That's then, a longer than a while. Yeah, it was long distance most of the time, um, but, I mean, she's younger than me, uh, a bit, mm-hmm. but uh, she has a very good head on her shoulders, like I mentioned earlier, and referring back to work, sometimes I come back frustrated from a long day at work and you know tell her my issues and then she would tell me oh why why don't you do this or why don't you do that and sometimes I listen to it sometimes you know I I don't always act on it but it's just someone that you can you know 
tell your mm-hmm. tell about your frustrations and maybe she provides like a solution. And this is what are these issues? Are these issues in terms of say sometimes with people? staff, coworkers? Oh, okay. I see, I see. Sometimes I you know just complain. I, I think everyone complains when they go home from work, whether That's your employee true. or employer. Right? <laughs> um, and sometimes it's just my own personal thoughts on, I don't know, but on certain issues. I can't think of one right now. But, um, you know, usually talk to someone that you're close to, that you trust, right? And and for a man, that's usually, like, a guy who's usually his girlfriend or wife, you know. And if you look at the past, you know, there are many women that have made an impact, like, on a successful man. I'm not looking on myself, but, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um there are so many scientists mm-hmm. that before when women weren't seen or I guess allowed to further their education right. and when they were in, I guess, researching with their husband, a lot of the discoveries that I have only found out about recently that they've made were published under their husband's name. Right, really, right. it was, it was the, wife. the wife that figured these things out. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, yeah. I'm just glad things are different now. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you're talking about scientists like uh, Stephen Hawkins, right? Right? <gasps> I did. Did you watch that movie and stuff like that? No. You know how he had the disease? His wife? Yeah, because, you know, he's, everyone knows who he is, right? And he's yeah, so yeah, famous. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think his disease started when he was in his early 20s. And his wife was with him, had three kids, right? Mm-hmm. And she was the one that brought him everywhere. Even like, even though he wasn't in like a wheelchair yet, but he was already having complications in his early twenties, and he couldn't like his wife had to support him when he walked and everything. And I heard something about like she had she would be holding a baby like six month old on one side, mm-hmm. and also holding her husband to help him walk, and she did a lot with him. And um, but she's not really known for it. Oh wow. And so, yeah. I think I saw the trailer of that movie. Didn't yeah. he end up with his, or she end up with his best friend or something? No, I don't know. I think you know what? Never he, mind. No, he left her for a nurse. Oh my gosh. Yes. In, after 30 years or something, he left Sorry, her for a nurse. Sorry, spoiler alert. We just ruined that movie. I don't know. I didn't watch the movie either, but I, I read something like that. You know that. what? Never mind. We're just assuming the plot, so we didn't ruin anything. What is that movie's name again? Something about life, or I don't know, but... Not sure. So back to your profession, because you briefly uh, just mentioned I'm a pharmacist, by the way. Let's let's go into it, because that's impressive. Mm, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because I, I also know other pharmacists, mm-hmm. and when I say that, they're like, nah, I don't think it's really impressive. Yeah, like, they're not. Impressive. But that's because you, that you live in that reality. So other people that are looking from afar would see oh that's that's so impressive like tell me more about it like people that don't know the process talking about school or just in general school. and in general well you know what happened today i was actually really upset at work why <laughs> because this patient of mine that i know pretty well i know he i don't know he all you know there's a lot of people that just talk about a lot of stuff in half the stuff is made like of the patients that I have sometimes they just make up things all the time and you wonder if it's real at first you're like I want to give them the benefit of the doubt 
Oh, to try to get more medication. No, 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 not not oh, more okay. medication. I mean about his own life. Like oh, okay. this person says this and this, and it sounds really far fetched. Mm-hmm. But I give him the benefit of the doubt. So, but I've known this patient for a long time, and no names, of course. Okay. And then today, um, he's talking about drugs, mm-hmm. and then, and then some lady came in that I know another patient I knew was trying to sell drugs in my pharmacy, in front of me. <laughs> so wait, what? Yeah. So I was like, wait. I said. You know, this is not right. You know, you can't do that here. You know, I go, I know both of you very well, but mm-hmm. this is not right. And then that guy, and then that guy's lit a pipe in my pharmacy. Oh, God. And then I got really upset. I kicked him out of the pharmacy. So I was like, what the heck? You disrespect me and stuff. And he would show me like a bag. I don't know if he's, I don't know if it's true. I've never really seen crystal meth before, but. Me neither, except in Breaking Bad. <laughs> Yes, so the blue stuff, right? Yeah, the blue stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. I uh, hit a little Ziploc, and I was like, okay, well, you got to get out of here. I go, you can't do that stuff. And that was that. That was at the end of my day. Oh, my so gosh. I was kind of a little peed. Yeah. Who said being a pharmacist was boring? Oh, no, I got, like, zillions of stories. I used to work in Detroit, too, right? Oh. And then when you work in Detroit, you, <laughs> it's crazy stories there, too. What's the wildest story you have? Oh, wild start. Well, there was one lady that passed out on my shift, and she was lying on the ground. And I was like, "What should I do with her?" And probably call. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I did. I called nine one one, right? But I went to her, and the patients that were around, staying, they were like joking, like, "Give her mouth to mouth." And I was like, "I don't know. This is on the Detroit border, right?" So, mm. and then uh, soon after, um, I was just checking and shaking her, and then uh, the. An off-duty cop came and said that, you know, he called 911 and then he, because he has more pull, right? He's a cop and everything. I call 911, doesn't do anything. So they came, the ambulance came, the, um, and then basically they slapped her a few times and then she woke up and walked out. But that's not one of the craziest stories. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of people have crabs there. I just want to say, do you know Would what crabs it, are? N- I, is it? At first I wasn't sure what crabs it are. like... Not the stuff you eat, not like lobster, you know. It's like lice, but down. Yes, okay, yes, got yes. It, and got at first, it. you know, I kept getting these phone calls. What do you have for crabs? What do you have for crabs? I was like, I was like, crabs, hmm. And Wait, then. Why don't they just, they can just shave. I guess. <laughs> like, I guess. But I, I, believe it or not, I had so many questions of crabs, <laughs> of things, what to do with crabs. I was like, you're not calling a seafood place, are you? <laughs> I don't even think there would be a pill for that. No, no, it's not a pill. <laughs> okay. It's like maybe cream or okay. whatever. So <laughs> That's hilarious. Also, with your story, it's kind of worrisome, the fact that you called 911 and an ambulance didn't come, but when... Off-duty call. Yeah, no, and off-duty. I think that's the same, not just in Detroit or even in, I hear, even Shouldn't in they? our town, Windsor, like, people call the police and sometimes they don't show up that quickly. I feel like they should show up regardless. You know what I, you know what I mean? If the off-duty cop, he just happens to have, be in a position that's more privileged to get someone to come over quicker. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just... Yeah, and you're right, because I have called 911 here before and it took what three three hours maybe four hours, three hours wow, for the long. cops to come which i was not happy about well, what happened um why did you have to call 911 
Oh, okay. So, my boyfriend at the time, there, someone basically like sides swiped their grandpa's car and there was, we were having a barbecue, so everyone was drinking, but I don't really like alcohol, so mm-hmm. I was so, obviously I'm the one that has to drive to where right. they are, and I, oh, like, I faced racism that night, so I was really? like, that's just fun, tonight's <laughs> a fun night, um, because I was, I was just in the car, and this, I guess, oncoming traffic, mm-hmm. this guy rolled down his window and yelled, at me to like get an effing job because oh. he thought I was there's a stereotype that Asian people try to get like scam insurance and like he was oh. yeah yelling at me to like get a job instead of trying to yeah. scam something yeah so um that wasn't fun so <laughs> what happened when the cops came oh when they came they're like oh sorry it was such a busy night there's so much going on you know um, so for smaller cases like this, it takes that long. And mm, it's just, it's just, and he went back home. Um, yeah, I reported a hit. No, it wasn't a hit run because they were still there, but like a three car collision mm-hmm. in the summer two years ago. And about last summer is when they called me and asked if I could be witness oh. in court and I'm like this thing happened two years ago how accurate like how accurate do you think that my witness testimony would be considering that uh, in memory isn't even a hundred percent but did they take your statement that day though they must have t- taken your statement that day uh no they took my statement uh, I got an email from an officer uh, maybe a couple months after mm-hmm. the occurrence. Okay. He asked for my witness report, which I also found ridiculous at that moment. I'm like, why are you going to ask me two months later for like a detailed description? Right. That I'm going to remember everything, which luckily I did because I kept telling the story to everyone. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> That's why you repeated so many times. Hey, I was in one of those accidents too, like a, at a four-way stop. No, I wasn't in the next. Oh. I, like, I saw it. Oh, I saw it too. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was one of the cars at a four-way stop. Oh. And basically a car went across, and a car went through the stop sign going, like, full speed, like 70 kilometers an hour. Oh, shoot. Hit that car. That car hit the third, the third car, and that car almost hit my car, like, just by, like, five feet. And it was like a movie. Like, everything um, was the car, motion. everything was, like, smoking. The car, I... The car, like the door, the car that was next to me, the door was like bent in. The husband came out like crying and swearing at the other guy, and he's like bleeding. And the Holy the wife was like stuck in the car, had to kind of like bend the door to get her out, and then she couldn't move, and it was crazy. Yeah, that was that reminds me of what you just said. Remind, and this was like two years ago too. You're so lucky, like that it didn't, because you're saying it, the other car almost hit you yeah but he wasn't going because he was a third car being hit uh-huh. so it was kind of like rolling rolling toward me oh okay. but there's one time i almost got killed is on what? you know on, on her in church on the, on the yeah yeah with all on the, the busiest road with yeah. the trucks right mm-hmm. i hate that so i was gonna make a turn left mm-hmm. onto the on that busy road 
Yeah. And I see the the light has stopped. So there was one truck that stopped. Yeah. And then normally I'm a pretty fast driver. So when it turns green, I step on the gas, right? Yeah. But for some reason that day, I just looked down or was doing something on the radio. You were texting. No, I was not texting. I was not <laughs> texting. texting. And driving. No, I wasn't texting that that time. <laughs> I wasn't texting. So, but then I, I delayed probably probably like two seconds. Okay. And then I was gonna go, and this other truck in the second lane behind the the first lane, I couldn't see. Yeah. He went right through the stoplight at full speed, and he I almost hit him. He almost hit me actually, and I was like, it's like. Literally, my my whole past flashback. <laughs> Literally, like your life. I understand that my life. Moments. Yeah, like I was like, oh my goodness, I was like really shocked, like because it was like going by full speed, and it just almost hit me. And I just, and then after I was like a delayed reaction, like ten seconds later, I'm pressing the horn. And he's already gone. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know what though? But I always hear that those giant trucks, mm-hmm. it takes longer for them to break. So maybe he's like, I'm not making it, so I'm just oh gonna goodness. go through this. It was like the light was red for like four <laughs> seconds or something. Like oh, that. never mind. Then. So he he totally missed because everyone else stopped like on the other lane. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, sorry, I uh, got you got off topic. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. You know what? Maybe he was sleepy. Oh no, yeah, those, truckers are always they sleepy. They have to yeah, drive yeah. for so many mm-hmm. hours that they have to take these pills to stay awake. Or or wait, is that? Are those pills illegal now? I don't know. Wait, you what know. Pill? I don't know what pills you're talking about. There's pills that they take to stay awake. The caffeine pills? I don't know. <laughs> or coffee? <laughs> my my um, best Bull? friend in high school, mm-hmm. her dad was a truck, truck driver, and she was telling me about these things that um, other, I'm not saying her father, but uh, like other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A truck drivers do, and they have to stay awake and all that stuff. I'm like, this that's crazy. I think it's called wake-ups wake, wake ups or something like that. But that's caffeine pills. But, I mean, I, nowadays everyone can get it in, in Red Bull or or something else that's, that's filled with coffee. I need one of those. Caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after lunch, you got the itis. Mm, you got you to gotta eat less okay. on lunch. You got to wake up. No, because then you're hungry, and then you can't focus. See, There's no winning. There's no winning either. Yeah, I'm like that too. Yes, I get tired right after I eat lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So <laughs> totally off the cliche, which is totally fine. But um, back to the cliche, and it's funny how you mentioned in the beginning how some people might get offended that it's like, why does the woman have to be behind the man? So if you were to rewrite that cliche I wouldn't rewrite it I think it's just everything is too politically correct I mean just because you say behind doesn't mean they're actually you put them in the back but just in general you because you see whoever's standing in front right successful person whether man or woman right Mm -hmm. and that that statement is just saying that you sometimes don't see the person behind right so the person's always is going to be behind they're not gonna be right next to you because you don't, you know, you can't see them. You'll see them, right? So then, should we say something along the lines of mm, behind every great person is a support team, <laughs> or does that support not person. does that not ring? It doesn't a, sound as good. Yeah, just, no, no. <laughs> doesn't roll off. Nice try. <laughs> I think it's know. okay. I think that it's been around for what is it? At least seventy years. 
however long football has been around. No, no. <laughs> I don't know if it's from the beginning of football, but I think that statement since 1940-something, right? 46 or 45. So I guess, let me think about this cliche in terms of my life and if I think that is true. Hmm. I guess when I think about my mom, I don't know if this is the... I can't even... Because my mom wasn't a tiger mom at all. Hmm. But kind of have that old school Asian mom. Did she push you? Like, she must have pushed you a, a bit, right? Yeah, but, but I'm saying like you kind of have that old school Asian parent love where it's like they're not verbally kind of cheering mm. you on but they'll cut you an apple kind mm. of thing <laughs> they'll peel your oranges the, yeah, the, yeah exactly exactly mm. and, I, and they never compliment you it, or don't show you love that's, that's what I yeah. mean it's like can I apply that so every great cliche. woman is a great woman <laughs> behind is a great woman can I apply that cliche to my own life because I don't I don't remember her being overly excited or complimentary towards whatever I was passionate about um, but I guess in those small acts that I feel like only people of Asian descent can relate to of like <laughs> Just getting the the oranges peeled or whatnot. Um, what about like if I reversed it? Every great behind every great woman is a great man. Like, would it be your dad oh, my or father? Oh, okay. So, uh, no. Or your brother? Or your brother? You have a brother, right? I do have a brother. Mm-hmm, so he is my best friend. Mm-hmm. He's actually the one who bought me. My podcast, Mike. Wow. I was very like, nice. I want to start. Checking it out. Yep. I want to start a podcast, and he 100% well, believes in me and supports me. And I guess that's true, and I love that. Um, but in terms of my father, a uh, funny story is I used to love to sing and, you know, audition for. Can we hear you sing right now? No. <laughs> I never heard you sing before. <laughs> I'll show you later, but an audition for musicals and because I love to act as well um terrible dancer by the way terrible the only reason I was casted was because I got to act in what were you casted as I uh, part let's not get into <laughs> these are <laughs> you brought it up these are these are uh old memories. musicals um yeah and then he he never came out to my shows ever and it was it's an Asian dad thing though is it though yeah my dad never showed up any they're busy was, working, aren't they? No, well, no, he wasn't working. Oh. But he like, probably, my mom didn't come because she was working. Mm-hmm. If my mom was, you know what, I take that back. My mom does support me because whenever I got awards, my mom would show up. Uh, <laughs> so, um, if my mom wasn't working, she would totally come out to the place. But she was working, so it was only my dad. And my dad didn't go out to these shows. So at the end of the show, everyone else's parents showed up with flowers and mm-hmm. everything. And... I asked my dad, I'm like, well, dad, why, you know, why don't you come out mm-hmm. to watch my shows? Like, I worked, I practice on this, I worked on this for months. It'd be great to have you there. Um, but he would just be like, well, why, why do I have to go to the show to hear you sing when I hear you're practicing at home? 
<laughs> and I'm like, because it's, it's not the different. Same. Yeah. yeah, it's different. It's not, not everything. I think it's an Asian thing, Asian dad thing. And then he called me mediocre. So oh. that's when I was like, oh, because yeah, I used to be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Hollywood. <laughs> not go to Hollywood because. I didn't necessarily want to be okay. Maybe go to Hollywood, but I didn't necessarily want to be like the center of attention or anything like that. More so, like oh, I'm going to be involved in like maybe writing or producing of some sort, and just to stay within that kind of realm. I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so much fun, and I was super passionate about it. And he's like, hey, you're mediocre, and I was like, <laughs> no. And he's like, and I remember my parents thinking, because it's art, it's an art-related mm-hmm. career, it's like, you know how many people actually become successful or make some sort of, like, you're going to be on the street, blah, blah, blah. So that just killed everything. And I was like, well, I got to redirect and figure out something. But yeah, uh, does that cliche ring true to me? <laughs> Yeah, on some levels. Your mom. Well, what about- you know, my dad always... Okay, I shouldn't say my dad doesn't support me because he does because I ran into an issue with a previous employer. I'm not going to name where. Um, some sexist remarks were made and I wasn't okay with it and I brought it up and it wasn't really resolved. Your dad beat him up, right? No. Good job. <laughs> my dad saw that I was sad mm-hmm. and then he like made me fried rice (laughs) and then I almost cried because I was like wow you do love me (laughs) does he normally make fried rice or this is like Like one of the rare moments he normally cooks Mm -hmm. but um it's just white rice right but but he made fried rice and I was like what's this for and he's like because I saw you were sad and I was honestly that's start crying oh I'm gonna start crying right now. Like that just that just hits home. Like that's right in the feels. And like recently, um, as you know, I went through my little. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I had a relationship and recently, and my mom, she was like, "Oh, um, you know what? You don't even have to worry." You're so pretty. You're going to find someone else. And you know what? Better, too. And I was like, whoa, first of all, Asian mom complimenting me, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm like, wow, I should get dumped more often um, so I could get all the compliments. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, in that moment, I was like, wow, I'm going to cry. And, and, yeah. You cried? No, I didn't cry, okay. but I felt like crying. I was like, my mom said I was being a whole. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Did she uh, peel some oranges for you and she cut some also, apples for you? Yes, yeah. she did. She felt really bad. <laughs> did you get your fried rice too from your dad? No, I no, didn't no. get fried rice. No, he didn't feel that bad. Um, but yeah, and then I was like, thanks, mom. Thanks for calling me beautiful, mom. Um, and then, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to cry. That was so nice. And then after I thought about it, I was like, wait. If I'm physically okay, that means they left me for what's on the inside. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good. No, 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 no. <laughs> But do, do you think, okay, I don't want to bring it up, but you brought it up. Do you think also, like, past relationship behind every great woman is... Oh, like, like my past. So oh, like a, a past. guy, like a boyfriend or whatever. Like all my past relationships. Yeah, do you think they kind of molded the way you are now? Yes. 
because I spent such significant time with mm-hmm. each of the persons mm-hmm. I have. <laughs> well, how many are there? <laughs> too many. <laughs> each of the persons I have dated. Um, but I think what really molds me into the person that I am is after the fact. Like, after everything's said and done, um, how things are handled, maybe. Or how I react, or how I learn to cope. And I think... But not in in the relationship? Because I'm in, sure there's something there. In... Like, do they... Like, how I use my example, like, when I go to my wife, and do they kind of... Do you go to them with opinion, like, with... Um, yeah. questions of how to deal with certain things and yeah 100% you know I think I'm my most <laughs> my most recent ex didn't give the best advice <laughs> um, but thinking back to oh gosh it's so I feel like it's so long ago um, my longest relationship gosh I was like that was like four years ago. Wow, that's so trying, long. Like... No, no, like the, lo- like the longest I've been with someone. Oh, it was, was four years. It was, no, it was th- three, three years. Okay, okay. Um, but that was like four years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember things because I honestly did grow a lot mm-hmm. with them because I was, because I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Because I was entering, a, you know, when you're 18, adulthood because you know you're just you're a young adult learning things and oh uh hmm i feel like if you were to ask him about that cliche with reference to our relationship he would 100 percent say nope that is false because all she added nothing positive to my life he probably thinks yeah, so negative. No, you don't know that. You just. I, mm, <laughs> no, no, I. Uh, so it ended well. It didn't end well. It didn't end well, but it's also. I was not the greatest partner. Like, let's just say if I could have a time machine, mm-hmm. go back in time. You would do different, do things differently. No, I would slap myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would literally. Slap, punch myself in the face because that's how much I hate my old self. Okay. I was just. But it, so it, I was just toxic. It's changed you a lot, right? Yeah, and I, I. I don't know that. I just. I, yeah. I knew that after. And I think I'm so glad I'm so different now. But a lot of my friends say like, "Oh, that's a good thing that you feel this way about your old self. That means that you grew and mm-hmm. stuff like that." I was like, "But it's not fair what this guy went through." Like, uh, everyone. If anyone knows my first boyfriend, please, if you see him, give him $1,000 for dealing with me All right. for that amount of time. <laughs> That's a long time. To... I was just, I was horrendous. Do you still see this person? No, I do not. But, um... You just send this podcast to him. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think they're happy not hearing from me, <laughs> even though it's reaching five years now. Um, no, I don't talk to them but I did have brunch with one of their close friends I want to say a couple years back because they're actually from around here oh and I didn't realize they moved back here who's they 
I'm not gonna say their name. <laughs> no, but this your ex is still in Windsor now? In here? The same No, no, city? no. My my ex is close friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I know this person or no? No, you don't. Oh, okay. I just don't want to okay, say okay. their yeah, name. Okay. Um, they heard my laugh, mm-hmm. first of all, and then they texted me and they're like, uh, are you in Windsor by any chance? Because your, your laugh is so unique. I guess so. He's like, because I heard your laugh and it literally sent chills up my spine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, why are you stalking me? And he's like, what do you mean I'm from here? And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. And we had brunch. I didn't even ask anything about my ex, to be honest. But he just told me like mm-hmm. all his accomplishments, where he's living now. And he basically achieved everything that he wanted to. And I'm like, I'm just so happy that... Mm-hmm for him and that he has all that i was like wow i picked a winner (laughs) didn't stay with him but you know i knew he's gonna be a winner so oh well yeah it'd be nice connecting with with him probably not i want to let him just live a happy life i feel like if i reached out that would be very selfish of me but you're different now I am different. Right. And you're, I think... But he doesn't know me as my current self. But I think both of you matured. And I think if you just... I'm not saying you have to, like... I don't know. But I think if you reached out, guys are more, like, cool with it. You know, mm, we're not, like, girls are more petty and everything. I'm editing that out. (laughs) Um. It's the truth. Come on. I work with a bunch of girls and ladies and... You know, okay. they they admit. First of they all, admit. well, okay, okay, but <laughs> to be honest, come on. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna agree with that point because there there is petty people from both genders. Right, but more with girls. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, come on, you gotta be honest. I am being honest, and there's petty people. Guys from are both like genders. really chill. No, there are petty guys out there. But they, it's like handful versus. Not to, not to say my ex is petty, but I'm just saying I don't want to reach out to him for my own selfishness of my own sense of closure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because what does he gain from me reaching out, really? This is like a friendship. But it's true. Like, I mean, I don't like talk he, to any of my exes anymore. He's so. happy. He's accomplished everything that he wants to, despite, you know, going through the, the horrendous <laughs> relationship. It probably that made him stronger, right? You know that is true, but he could have he could have been well without it. I think. Well, who knows? A lot of things would have changed if he didn't um, go out. I I wouldn't be the same person. He wouldn't be the same person. But point is, I'm glad that he's successful. He's genuinely a good person in my opinion. So I wish him all the best. And I just don't want to be selfish about it and just insert myself and be like, hey, what's up? It's been almost five years. I was the most horrible partner, but here I am. How are you? Okay, I get it. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Or maybe, I, don't, I did contemplate sending an email just for my own closure, just to put it out there mm-hmm. and be like, hey, you don't have to respond to this, but I just want to say that I'm sorry for everything that I put you through. You totally didn't deserve it mm-hmm. um, and whatnot, but... Man, I... But, I wish I met the Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I, I realized, like, what, 
isn't that selfish in itself because he's okay i agree for me maybe unless you bump into him like randomly oh yeah well i'd have to fly over there where he's living now oh okay okay you never <laughs> know the world is small big area just like bump into him no the world is so small like i I was in the Bahamas a couple of day, couple of weeks ago, right? Uh-huh. And I was on... Sorry for uh, texting you, by the way. I don't know about roaming charges over no, there. No, that's fine. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about that. But I was on a lazy river on a raft. Okay. And then some person's calling my name. Richard, Richard. And I was like, who's calling me? <laughs> and look, and this is a woman that works at the bank near where I work. And she was there. And apparently she wins... Uh, she won, like, best... I guess they win best employee or they pick the top employees of every branch and they get to they send them to a trip every year or the conference vacation yeah free vacation and she happened to be there like floating next to me and i was like oh it's pretty small world oh my gosh because there's tons of people where or I was, was like, this just like a discounted deal to the bahamas so a lot of people no that's not it. Get in on it. but i guess there was a big like group of 600 people and they i guess they I guess they did a conference and they just paid for everything for them. It was like I think it was only like three, four days so for them. How long were you there? I feel like just you were week. there for That's super long. Oh. I wish, I wish. Can't bring, take too long. Did you bring the kids? Yeah, brought the kids. They enjoyed it. But I think they were you know, have you been to the Atlantis resort? No? You've seen it? It has like a No, no. no. I'm shaking my head. It was like a big kids. water park. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, it's back to the cliche. Um, in terms of, with respect to my life and just, I guess, my role as being the support behind the person, I mean, I definitely always, like, that's the purpose of a relationship, right? You're supposed to support each other and, and a relationship lasts because you're both growing in it. Well, hopefully you're staying with that person because they... Uh-huh. inspire you to keep growing right, right. Um, unless you're in a bad relationship and get out of there uh, I aside from my mm-hmm. you know my Path. first long term relationship of when I was just young and 18 and I don't know life and I'm like yeah aside from that and me just being a horrible partner from then luckily i've grown since then and i do always try to be as supportive as possible um i do always look for partners that are very motivated and ambitious um just because first of all who doesn't who wants to be with someone that has no goals (laughs) Um, uh so yeah, when someone is motivated and ambitious, it, it inspires me to be better, and I definitely want to support them in trying to achieve whatever it is that's their end goal or their career goal or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I felt that I, well, maybe my partners would give a damn. No, I don't think they'd give a different story. I think they'd say I'm, I was pretty supportive. I gotta ask one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? Confirm with him. <laughs> Um, but I would say I was, yeah, I always try to be 100% because their, I feel like their success is shared success. Mm-hmm. Not to take away from their efforts because obviously 100%, they're, they're the one putting in the effort firsthand. But like, I, 
get happy from their success. Does that right. make sense? Um, no, it makes yeah. makes sense. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like two people versus one person, like accomplishing goals and things, or is is a lot better, right? It just makes life more enjoyable. Right. Yeah. So the statement I believe is true. Like behind every great man or great woman, is another great person that you don't see, that help them through it, yes. help encourage them or build them up. You uh-huh. know. Hundred percent. Whether that be your mother peeling you oranges or your dad your making fried rice. <laughs> yes, it. You know, you have a support there. Hopefully, everyone has a support there. Right. Sad if they didn't. But there are people that don't have that. I know. And. That's where the government has to step in. Now this podcast <laughs> is going to turn political. <laughs> <laughs> get started no i'm just kidding but uh well not really but i'll get into that off uh off another time yeah um but yeah i i agree i think that statement is true in your life and my life wait we both kind of discuss briefly about it yeah i think that statement is true but i definitely don't want people to be confused that it takes away from some an individual's efforts that they put in or that their success isn't their own or whatever they've accomplished isn't their own because it, 100% it is um, it just but sometimes going back to okay don't want to disagree with you but okay. going back to the, the first article I told you where this this football player made that statement is because I think the reporter goes, oh, you're so great. He goes, no, I'm just like a regular person. But, yeah. And then he made the statement, behind every great man is a great woman. So um, I think there might have been times for this this athlete that maybe had to struggle and he wanted to give up. You know, I don't know what his difficulties were, right? I mean, but it's case to case, right? I honestly think he was referring to his mother. Ah, because, well, yeah, I, like, probably. Um, such high level athletes mm. it's not even a hobby at that point it's a lifestyle and it's their parent that was like buying all these equipment driving them to mm-hmm. training and all right, that right. stuff so I honestly think he was talking about I wasn't mom. saying it was his wife or girlfriend but it no, could have been I'm his mother saying, yeah, yeah, yeah but but without I think he realized it and maybe because of his humility he realized that he couldn't have gotten there if yeah. his mom like you said if his mom drove him to football practice Six mm-hmm. in the morning, all the time, you know. Oh gosh. Or maybe like his mom was always. Six in the morning. I don't know, Richard, but. Richard, do you have to do that in your life? I was never in any like. Like drive. Crazy sports. No, no, I mean for your children, drive them to like. No, I just like forget it. If it's, <laughs> it's too early for me, just do something on the weekend in the afternoon. That's hilarious. I'm not yeah. one of those um, tiger dads or whatever you call them. My wife and I are just pretty chill we don't we don't try to push our kids in too many things we try to let them i mean we want them to learn swimming right you have to learn swimming that's like a to basic survive, yes survivor school right my parents didn't care whether i survived really? you don't know how to swim no i do know now i learned oh, no. last year as really? an adult i signed up for adult classes because i was um 
I really enjoy snorkeling, mm -hmm. but I couldn't go as far as I wanted to go because I didn't know how to swim. And the new, you know, when the new year comes around, you're like, oh, this is my new year's resolution. Well, I actually did it. <laughs> Have you ever met someone that accomplished it? So you, you actually know how to swim. So if, if I threw you in the Detroit River right now, you could I tread could, water for I, I mean, how long? I, mm, more than one minute? I don't know if I could tread that water, but I could like frantically swim back to <laughs> the edge. That's not really swimming. You have to learn how, if you were thrown in like a, a what, ocean or something. You know what a 12th grader taught me, so we oh, can... Oh, we <laughs> Not to say that 12th graders can't teach you how to swim, but um, well, she helped me a lot actually because the reason that I didn't learn how to swim, not only because my parents didn't put me in swim classes, but because I had a very, very strong fear of drowning. Movies. So I would, no, I, I almost drowned as a kid, so. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. When my friend was trying to teach me how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, kudos to my 12th grade swimming instructor for helping me get over the drowning fear. Or I think I kind of did that on my own, but you know, I'll still give her some credit. So I, I know how to swim. I'm not the strongest swimmer, but whatever. Uh, Point is, my parents good. were like, if, you know, if you sink, you sink. <laughs> We've got two more. Oh. <laughs> so sorry. Yes, we were wrapping it up on the cliche, and we're going to give it, I guess you're stamping it as true. I am stamping as true from past experience. All right, I'm going to give it a... Or present experience. I will also give it a true. Thanks for coming out. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.